InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. More kids and young adults than ever are being given a diagnosis of autism. What roles do special education and therapy play in dealing with the situation? Here with the story, InfoTrack's Lisa G. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Mark Claypool, who is a top education expert and founder and CEO of Chance Light Behavioral Health Therapy and Education. That's the largest provider of services for special education and at-risk students. Also, Mark is the author of the new book, How Autism is Reshaping Special Education. Autism is such an important topic. Since you are the expert... Is there some groundbreaking research or do you feel that we're headed in the right direction to find, I don't know if cure is the right word, so I'll leave that up to you. Well, cure would actually be a pretty controversial word. The autism spectrum is a very broad topic with so many stops along the spectrum of how it impacts young people and now adults. So it's a very difficult thing to get your arms around. It is probably, I think, at some point in the future, likely to be viewed in a different way as distinct conditions rather than just one. But it is definitely a dominant topic, particularly in the world of special education and mental health, since one in 68 children, according to the CDC, has some form of autism. And we know that they contend with millions of children, frankly, for resources through our public school systems. But as much press and as much attention as autism gets, it's still only the fourth most prominent disabling condition in public special education, for instance. And so it is a challenge sometimes to get your arms around what these numbers really mean and how they're framed. And I hope that in the near future we do a much better job of that. I think the hottest news is not so much, unfortunately, on causes or cures, although there's just a tremendous amount of research that's ongoing and and a lot of different, frankly, factions within that world as well. Now, why do you think autism is on the rise? There's many theories about it. If you wanted to do a deep dive into the data, you would find that some element of the increase in autism is almost an offset for other diagnoses that have now sort of become passe. So a lot of children used to be diagnosed with just sort of a generic pervasive disability or pervasive developmental disability or intellectual disability or even the term mental retardation in years past. And those diagnoses have gone down dramatically as autism has risen. But that does not account for the majority of the increase. And it may account for those on kind of the more profound side of autism, most profoundly impacted by it. But the real rise in volume of diagnoses seems to be just higher-functioning children with very discrete and specific issues around language particularly, and those have to be addressed very early. I heard a really great quote where they introduced an autistic puppet on Sesame Street, and one of the head writers said that no autistic child is alike, that if you meet one autistic child, you've met one autistic child because there are just so many different spectrums. Well, I think that's absolutely right. Children with autism, and and honestly, we don't like to call them autistic children because we don't really want them to be permanently identified with what we consider a condition. So these are children who have a medical diagnosis. They have an issue, and everyone is different. Every child has different potentials. Every child has different barriers 
And this can be manifested in a lot of different ways. That's why, you know, in our organization, what we really focus on is very early intervention with children, particularly around language development. So these children may always have autism, but they can be independent. They can be successful if they can communicate and if they have social skills that they need to function in the workplace or school or even with their family. And so that is really what we focus on. We are speaking with Mark Claypool, who is the author of How Autism is Reshaping Special Education. Why is it that you need to intervene at a younger age? What effect does that have? Autism is a very dynamic disability, unlike other disabling conditions, which are sort of static. And the laws around special education were largely written in a time when the biggest problems, the largest issues were more what we would call static disabilities, children with deafness or blindness, children with Down syndrome. Autism is very different. Autism is dynamic. And if you can get a child at a very early age, an 18-month-old, who's not on track to speak like their cohort would, you can make an incredible amount of difference with an intensive, empirically-based program like applied behavioral analysis, for instance, training and therapies with these children. And the more time that lapses, the more unlikely it is that you're going to be able to impact these things in a positive way. Autism, its core definition or its root word of the condition is autonomy. These are children who sort of live in their own world. And if that's left unchecked, they build up behaviors which become sort of defenses to keep you out of that world. And they become more extreme, not less extreme on their own typically. And so we really have to get in there early to really train them to communicate with their parents, to communicate with their siblings and others in the world. Otherwise, they won't. They'll just shut down and stay completely within themselves. So that's why it's just so critical to get these kids at a very early age before these behaviors become so entrenched that, like any of us, behaviors that become entrenched later are very, very difficult to undo. I can only imagine the emotions a parent goes through once their child is diagnosed. Do you feel that the support system has gotten better for parents? Oh, no doubt. The support system is very good. I think much better for parents with children who have autism than it is for any other disabling condition. And that is largely the result of so much advocacy by groups like Autism Speaks. I think the rise of social media kind of coincided with the rise of this advocacy. So this is a very connected group of parents, and they support each other. The medical community has been very supportive. And really, so far, the healthcare community has been very supportive. There are now almost 40 states that have what is considered an autism mandate. That is, their states require insurance companies to cover treatment for early intervention of autism as a medically necessary benefit. And that is really critical because this is truly a medical problem, even though it has historically sort of been treated as an educational problem. As one parent tells me periodically that I speak with, she says, you know, a school superintendent didn't diagnose my child, a doctor did. And I think that's a very important distinction. And what about kids in school? Are they more compassionate? Well, kids are kids. Just the sheer volume of this issue means that whether you realize it or not, chances are there's probably one child with autism in almost every classroom at some point during a school day for every child. There's simply no way, nor would it be prudent or helpful to segregate these children in school. So they're there. They are moving among us. And more importantly, I think we think of this as a school-age problem, 
But these kids have matriculated through the system, and now we see a lot of very young adults with this issue who are entering the workforce. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge we face going forward is how to accommodate them or how to bend our expectations and how to get them in a space where they are very productive because they can be extremely productive and are often very bright. I mean, I'm not trying to paint this like Rain Man or something. That's not the case. They're children. They're children with their own strengths. And every, like you said, every child with autism is unique. Well, Mark Claypool, who is the author of How Autism is Reshaping Special Education, thank you so much for your knowledge on this topic. There is a lot more to learn, and hopefully things will get even better. Well, I think they will. I think things will get better for kids. Parents need to know their rights and understand the possibilities and potentials, and children are entitled to a potential maximizing experience, basically, and that is very exciting. All right. Thank you, Mark Claypool. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.